finally. These people probably aren't very busy. I could actually shoot this. At the end, she's actually she was the train. Wait. Brian, shut oh, up. Can you please? People are gonna think I'm dumb. The microphone has like it's possessed. Good question. Uh, what year did the Civil War end? <laughs> you wrote it down. I know. I tried list. to get it to someone else. No, there's no. This names. is cheating. No. no. This is a terrible Christopher Nolan movie. This is a really Most bad. Movie. Well, I don't know. Camila Cabello hasn't even been in a movie yet. Hey, folks, I'm Guy Fieri. This is Diners, <laughs> Drive-Ins, and Dives. They come across this cat who's actually made out of gold. About the cat. World War II soldier played by Jim Belushi. So this, my friend, turns into a musical adventure. Oh, we can do <laughs> dead people? Why not? Why don't you read what that says there? Is that me? In a relationship with an elderly gentleman with a robust chin. <laughs> you get great talent every time you get to pitch, and you lay eggs every time. What? This was an excellent story! I do the thing with the no names, and you guys are like, that's bullshit. Cameron's like, your whole movie takes place in a drawer. Hey! I might cry. That's for sure a movie that makes me cry. Living at the place that every Lego wants to live. Everything about that movie was great other than the Jack Sparrow and the pitch. Marshmallows. Or in this case, two episodes of Pitchapalooza 2. That's right, it's the sequel to the sequel, but it's not the third one. It's actually just part two of the second one. It's like a Harry Potter movie, right? Or Titanic on VHS. Folks, we are back for the second half of Pitchapalooza Volume 2. We had some great pitches in the first half, not gonna lie, uh, but now we're moving on to the second half, and hopefully it's more entertaining than the second half of the... Uh, this past week's football games, they haven't been great. There have not been a lot of good football games this past week. There's been a couple um, of them. There have been good. okay, some okay games. The uh, one that the one that we scheduled our recording around was not very. Oh good. yeah, yeah. Good thing so, we skipped a, uh, a whole recording for uh, <laughs> yeah. one game that shall not be named. But meanwhile, hey, meanwhile, we won. at least we didn't try and schedule around this one that's playing right now. Yeah, this game is just as yeah. pathetic. Yeah, this is a barn burner. All of our games that our teams played in this week, not great. Um. We're moving to the third round here. I think that means you're first. first. It's me who first, right? Yeah, and then I'm after you. All right. Uh, so just to re last. just to just to recap for everybody playing at home, um, oh, Cameron actually, Cameron won the first to, round and I won the second recap, round. Go listen to the episode. Yeah, I guess that works too. Did you guys have any? Uh, you guys have any friends who say anything about the episode? Nope. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, I was gonna say I had I had someone. We don't have any friends. What was Nobody that? Likes is that Ryan? No, that's Gollum. Gollum's that's, here. That's Go Gollum Binks. 
We've had 33 listens. Yeah, these numbers be popping off. We're Heck making the yeah. best. We're making the best stuff we've ever made, and our numbers are at the lowest. I know it's unfortunate. Yeah, but you know it's not unfortunate. That's my turn. So, going right into our genre for this round. Are we ready? Sure. I'm ready. The wheel. The wheel is spinning. It's turning. Big wheels keep on turning. Turning. Uh, I think we already did this. No, did we? A western? Nope. Uh, we wait. Didn't do yes. A western. Wait, yes. Yes, we did. Wait, did we did. Did we? No, what we was did, your. I don't we, did we did war film. We did. Why oh, no, we didn't. Western. Oh, we didn't do Western. It's just that your movie in the first My round was a, Western. was a Western. Was yeah. A Western. Do we yeah. have to do Western? Can we do something else? No, Western is the one that got picked. Uh. Cameron, if musical, <laughs> musical got picked last time and you were losing your mind. Yeah, because that's fun. Because that's fun. Because big big production go la la la. Joel, Joel, you're miss you're missing a key element here is that Cameron has never seen a western, so That's pretty accurate. Yeah. That's why he's saying that. He doesn't know what a western is. All he knows is cowboy hats and right and pistols. Yeah. And yeehaw. Yeehaw! Cowboy hats and yeehaw. All right. So here we go to start putting my cast together for Talent number one, number 16. Oh, that's me. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss, okay. Talent number two, 23. Meghan Markle. <laughs> uh, setting, number one. Medieval times, the restaurant experience. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Uh, okay. For the wild card, this ought to be good. 25. One main character only speaks Spanish. Oh, that works. <laughs> Why does that work? Because it's a Western. There's. <laughs> so. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a Western. Our, hold on. What do you think a Western film is before we start? Um. It's like a movie with like cowboys and stuff like that. Okay, how many Spaniard cowboys westerns have you seen? Um, I've seen westerns with like Mexicans. Nice. <laughs> Cameron, okay. Cameron's like, Cameron's like, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Have you seen that? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, uh, what are but, we? Let's yeah, what are we talking about here? I love that. I love that. The one thing that you kind of related there to westerns was mexicans yeah not great why have aren't there isn't there aren't there have like, well, hispanic there, people there. aren't there hispanic ryan, ryan people let me know in... yeah i'm gonna start your time starting now i'll handle okay. this go ahead okay. cameron i'm aren't listening there to you hispanic people in westerns not all of them well, not if anything, all it's of them, but I'm saying it's usually it it's usually more indigenous or Native American than anything else. Yeah, I know. Do you? Okay, as long as you I know. Took a class, I took a class on um, in college on um, Indian representation in and that, film. That makes you an expert. No, it's just everybody knows was that was saying that movies were pretty racist. Yeah, good thing they've stopped doing that. 
I mean, you make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good point, but it is a point. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't even tell you. I guess the last, like, w- true Western to come out was probably, like, the Magnificent Seven remake. That was, How, that was a while ago. You put some respect on Cry Macho. Oh, you're right. Oh, and then and then the, the harder they fall was a western too. Yeah, uh, your time your time's up. That was good. Right. I liked it. The harder they fall. Yeah, that's the the, the Idris Elba one, right? Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield. Really good. Oh, that's okay. I was, that's right. I oh, there was, was also Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> the westerns will take anything they can get at this point. They're like, that's an it's a western. He wore a cowboy hat. That counts. That counts. Um, all right, Joel. Uh, the floor is yours. All right. So, Tucson, Arizona. Our main character, Giddy, played by Elizabeth Moss. Her name is her name is Giddy. Yep. Yep. There it is. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, she owns a show that she hosts at her ranch called Medieval Times, and is a place. Where all of these, you know, townsfolk of Tucson can come over to her ranch. She's a big open ring. It's a big open arena, not indoors at all. Everything's made out of wood. Um, and then come and watch basically little stunt shows as if the times were back in the medieval times. So there's sword fights and, you know, jousting and, and the such. Um, there's even a big wooden dragon at the end that, like, breathes fire uh, in order to kind of, like, hype up the show a little bit. A little bit of pyrotechnics here. Well, one day, she rides her horse out into whatever. She's just riding around. And she comes across a woman who is passed out in in the middle of the desert. And this is a woman played by Meghan Markle. Well, this woman only speaks Spanish. She is a Mexican immigrant who is seeking a better life in, in the Old West. And so, so Elizabeth Megan Moss wants to... Meghan Markle's, yeah, she's speaking Spanish now. So she wants to help her out. So she brings her back, and she trains her to be part of the crew of the show. So she's, you know, helping maintain the horses and get the stage set and all this stuff. She still only speaks Spanish, though. Well, eventually, she sees her riding the horse, and she is a phenomenal horse rider. So she decides to put her into the show and she becomes a massive star and the ranch just takes off medieval times biggest thing people are dying of dysentery trying to get over here to see see medieval times because they love it that much so the show gets really really big but because of her fame her family who were uh, Mexican cowboys find out where she's at and it turns out she was trying to escape them because they mistreated her. So now they come into town trying to take over. Well, the town folks are scared. Their whole town's getting ransacked. They don't know what to do. But now Meghan Markle's character has been trained in the arts of the medieval times. So she leads a fight against her own family to save the town. Their big plan, that's kind of the big end-all, be-all of the movie, is they're fighting, they're battling really hard, and she manages to corral the rest of them 
the last like 20 of them including her father and brother into the big open ring and here comes elizabeth moss riding the giant wooden dragon and she scorches them all with the fire breathing dragon and they all die and that's how they save the town it's a little bit of a little bit of magnificent seven a little bit of seven samurai but a whole lot of love and that's it that's my pitch huh what's the title of this film it's called mm, (laughs) what you have one cameron what do you have one no, oh, that's, that's you I thought laughed. you named. I thought you named. No, I was just thought it was funny because it's a, it was a, it's a hard. You you had so much going on there. The title would be hard to find. It it's would. Called, yeah. It's called uh, the Two Caballeros. Oh God, oops. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> and this is going to be directed by none other than the one, the only. Oh, Scott Derrickson. Oh, he's not the right director for that this. He's not the right. Not he's great. Not right. Yeah. Not great. No, he's spoopy director. So. Spoopy. Um, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. Um, this was a really tough draw for you. It was. <laughs> this was it's just this a was hard really hard because all westerns well, kind of feel the same. All westerns have to be set in like western times, but then your setting was like, oh, but also here's Medieval this. Time. Yeah, the restaurant. Because I wasn't even honestly that upset with the cast. It was a matter no, of the setting was kind of the hardest. I mean, they don't part. have to be set in like old times. Like Breaking Bad is a western. Oh, Cameron. Because of the filter they used on the camera? No, it's is like that more why? of a contemporary western. No, because of the themes and the way that the characters <laughs> and the da, ba, 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 ba. Exactly. Thank you. No, we're talking cowboys <laughs> and da, ba, 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 ba. and I aliens. Western, so I'm I. Cowboys and aliens sub- is much more of a western d- than uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, well, there's <laughs> multiple subgenres of western, so I will choose what I want. Name three of them. Name three. Well, they've got. Like sci-fi and westerns, you've got horror westerns. Like I said, contemporary westerns. You've got like, probably like a fantasy western. You've got epics. You got uh, nope. Yeah, I feel like nope is a contemporary western. Or yeah. a sci-fi western. So yeah. you got musical westerns. So. So what you're basically telling me is that westerns, like basically epics. You could turn any genre into any other genre, basically, is what you're saying. Like, oh, it's called genre oh. bending. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, I'm just Comedy clarifying for people like for people saddles. that don't maybe maybe don't know. It's like you he that happens all the time. Saddle. Um, okay. Um, I think your pitch was solid. I think this movie stinks. It does. Yeah, this movie <laughs> wow. stinks. This movie would That's be terrible. Yeah, this movie would be awful. Like, but uh, your pitch was good. This movie would suck. Yeah, I I personally think you didn't lean heavily enough into the Western elements, but you know what? That's okay because I have a feeling the other two of us probably won't do that as well. So, well, um, also, it's, I mean, it it's still better than your last pitch when you literally didn't understand one <laughs> of the elements of it. So, at least um, you got all those down. I think Elizabeth Moss is just like okay, and then Meghan Markle is Meghan Markle. So, yeah, you didn't like. I wasn't thrilled least, about the cast. No, but you'll have the Scientologist behind you, so that'll help at the box Thank office. God, no, that'll be good. Um, is it? It's really. I don't. Really I can't know believe what to uh, say. Tom like, Cruise didn't make a uh, um, 
a cameo. So just to, clar- just to clarify, Meghan Markle throughout the entire film will only speak, only speak Spanish, Spanish, right? Yeah, except at the end when she says... Is she Hispanic at all? No. Uh-huh. No, she's not. No, she no, is not. Neither of these people she, are. She's just she's, darker. Yeah. She, um, she's, well, she's black, right? Uh, I believe so. I'm pretty so. sure she... Like, be perfectly honest, perfectly honest, I do not know a lot I about she's Meghan mixed, Markle. Yeah, but I was yeah, I like, she's wondering mixed, if yeah. he knew something I didn't and that she was Mexican. No, she is not. Okay. He didn't really... It was either her or the pasty white girl. Yeah, okay, so. that makes sense. <laughs> so it's like, didn't have a ton of options. <laughs> the Handmaiden's sense. Tale girl is just out there speaking Spanish in the movie. Probably wouldn't have gone over that well. Um, I guess... I don't know. Have you guys have you ever been to medieval times? No. Yeah. It's a hell of, it's a hell of an experience. Like, that's what I've heard. I, I recommend anybody that's never gone to go at least. I saw once. an SNL sketch about it once. How recent was that SNL sketch? It had oh, Adam it had Driver. Oh okay. Oh, so kind of funny. And funny enough. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Adam Driver is probably one of the best modern um, uh, guests they've had on SNL. He has so many bangers. I still think against so Adam Driver, just against modern SNL. I, everyone has something against modern SNL. It's just like no, old no, SNL. I don't. It's fine. It's okay. It's, they have their moments, but... It's just like old SNL. It has moments. I don't know if you've ever watched like a full episode of old SNL. It is. There are some sketches that are just as hard to get through as new It's SNL. true. Every, epi- every episode has its misses. Yes. Yeah, that is just a fact. And we um, just pull out the ones that we remember. And that's what SNL should be anyway. It's true. You know? That's why like no one watches it SNL when it Chevy airs Chase. anymore. Everybody <laughs> just watches the sketches like the next day or later that night on YouTube. Yeah, you can they, tell which they, ones they, are they good hear because they yeah. have like the most views on YouTube. Yeah, they hear about them or somebody sends it to them and then that's how they watch it. Nobody actually sits down and watches SNL on Saturday night anymore. Yeah, no one does that. Yeah. yeah everybody's not, too not everybody's yeah. too busy. Not everybody's too busy. There were times back in the day where, like, if a guest was on, if they had a guest that you really liked, you would stay, like, stay up or watch it when it was airing. Yeah, I still do. People just record it on your VCR. Yeah, on your VCR. Exactly. I watch. Just have an entire shelf of tapes, and they're labeled with (laughs) SNL Martin Short, 1972. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, all right, Ryan, are you ready? I guess, yeah. All right. Your talent number one mm-hmm. has been used. It's number 25, so next one, number seven. Oh, that's mine. Bryce Dallas Howard. Nice. Nice. Dallas, right. perfect. I already got the Tal- Western. Talent number two. That's a good start. <laughs> Donald Glover. I like this. Okay. You didn't like say this. what number it was. I said 22, didn't I? Oh, yeah, he did. I thought yeah. you said talent, too. No, I think you're right. I think I said talent, too. And I think I thought I said 22. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, is, it is. Is that still it, right? It, it, 22? Yeah, no, that's correct. Yeah, it's 22. Okay. It's Donald <laughs> I was uh, like, I'm going crazy. <laughs> uh, okay. Next one. Setting number eight. <laughs> oh, no. I guess this worked. The War of 1812. That's a West. Yeah, you can do a West. The Battle of yeah. Mid. Hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the Battle of Mid uh, Sneeze. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> nice. Wild Nailed card it. is number three. God, I didn't get Oh, fuck, yes. 
Oh. It's a Muppet movie. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is going to be beautiful. <laughs> All right. Oh. Ryan, your time starts. It now. was the battle of. <laughs> Feel free to talk amongst yourselves while I'm okay. prepping. No, no, I don't want to talk to Cameron right now. Okay. Just kidding. But is he? Is he? Is he? So, Joel, how do you feel about the uh, Packers' uh, first three games of the season? What are your feelings? They're two and one. Yeah, <laughs> I could. I so are the Broncos, but I, I, uh, you know, have very uh, strong feelings about their Here's team. the thing. Here's the thing: is a lot of people are going to be counting the Packers out, not counting the Packers out, but not expecting much because of the young receiving core and whatnot. Um, but, and I know a lot of people will disagree. I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to get this receiving core up and going. And if the running backs can get going a little bit more too, you know, I mean, they've been playing all right, but I like the fact that they're using both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, like consistently. Yeah. Um, But I mean, at the end of the day, we're, you know, our division, I think we're in good standing. So, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's the Packers. They always have a chance. That is time for Ryan. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Whenever you're ready. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah now I have so many characters I have to incorporate into this. Okay. <laughs> my my roster went from the main two to, like, oh, I have to incorporate these, like, other ten at minimum um, to make a good Muppet movie. But, all right, let's let's uh, let's give it a whirl. Okay, so we open up at Muppet Studios. Just we're just going to it's like starting in modern times Muppet Studios. And the Muppets are in a very meta way are discussing like, you know, we haven't it's time for us to get back into the film world. We haven't really, you know, our last forays haven't been that strong. Um and then they decide who who can we consult to try and figure out what would be a good route to get the Muppets back into theaters. And they're going to go to Disney headquarters to talk to the boss. They think they're going to go talk to Mickey Mouse, um, like real life Mickey Mouse, like they like they did in the Muppets go to Walt Disney World. For those of you familiar, when Kermit and the gang go introduce themselves to Mickey Mouse. Um, But instead, (laughs) they end up having a sit down meeting with the person who is actually in charge of Disney, Bob Chapek. So they sit down with Bob, and Bob's just smoking his cigar, drinking his whiskey, rubbing his bald head, and he's like, there's only two things that I like in movies. War and old-time westerns. And he talks like that. I don't know. I actually don't really know what he sounds like. I was going like, to ask you why matter. Bob Chapek sounds like that. I think he's I'm, actually I, got I, kind I, of like a lighter voice. In my opinion, he's just really drunk. At this point mm-hmm. in the movie, okay. like they're playing him off as like a blowhard. Um, so I'm just going to roll with it. And I don't really need to know in my life what Bob Chapek sounds like. So that's OK. Um, so they decide the Muppets decide that they're going to make a film set during the War of 1812. So it's a war between the Americans um, against the UK. So it's really going to be in my film here. It's going to be basically the Cowboys versus the Redcoats. That is going to be our battle. Now, the Muppets are going to be 
split on different sides just to make it interesting. So <laughs> it's basically it's basically going to be Kermit, we're going to have Kermit and Bryce Dallas Howard as the leader of the Cowboys and we're going to have Donald Glover and Sam Eagle as the leaders of the Redcoats, which if you're a Muppet fan, you understand why that's funny. Um, now, it's it's hard to really like piece where the Muppets are each going to fall, um, but this is going to be uh, like we're gonna have like Fozzie Bear. He's gonna be like he's gonna be what is that? Uh, it's like there's so many like cowboy like like he's not like Wyatt Earp. like Kermit would be like the Wyatt Earp of the group, and then Fozzie I guess would be like the Two Gun Kid or whatever. Whatever different, there's so many cowboy names. I can't keep track of all of them. <laughs> make one up, just make one up. Yeah, yeah. Two Gun Kid is fine. Johnny um, Bootstrap. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, what's the Bosco Bill is gonna be? That's gonna be like Pepe the King Prawn. He'll be there. So it's really like um, the movie's main setting is going to be about how a small group of cowboys infiltrated a red coat camp and turned the tide of the war. So we have BDH and our Muppet team. They're just minding their own business, roaming roaming the cattle and everything like that. Nothing too crazy until a Redcoat team comes in and tells them that they need to clear the land. And this Redcoat team is going to be, like I said, it's going to be Donald Glover. Um, He does not have a British accent in this, by the way. It's just going to be Donald Glover like normal. Because, of course, the Muppets don't worry about continuity when making their films. They're more concerned about just yucking it up and – just putting in funny talent wherever they can. Um, so uh, bright, So we've got Donald Glover. He's the main leader of the Red Co- Actually, no, he's not the leader of the Red Coast. Sam Eagle's the leader of the Red Coast. My apologies. Donald Glover is like his second in command. And then on the Red Coat team, you've got like, you've got Electric Mayhem is all there. Bunsen and Beaker are the are part of the Red Coats. Um, so they're, they're basically like, we have to clear out all of this land. You have to get out of here. And essentially where it goes on from there is very much like a, like taking elements of like the Patriot, I guess a lot of that, but in like a funny way because the Patriot is not funny even a little bit. Um, he says as he laughs. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking, isn't funny. <laughs> I can't, I can't get through a Muppet movie pitch without laughing. I apologize. <laughs> so, um, I mean, anytime you just picture Sam Eagle in the red coat uniform, I'm just going to smile. So, um, so they get, they get kicked off of their land, the Cowboys, and they're really, they're really like trying to figure out the best way to get back at the red coats, what they want to do, how they're going to make them pay for kicking them off of their own land. Um, what they run into is a second cowboy team. But this team is led by Miss Piggy, of course. Um, and then Miss Piggy goes into her shenanigans um, of, like, you know, she sees Kermit like she does in every movie and goes Kermit gaga over him. And then she gets super jealous of Bryce Dallas Howard and tries to fight her and all those things. Meanwhile, Bryce Dallas Howard couldn't care less because Kermit is just her friend, like like we see all the time in the films. Um, she's got Gonzo, Scooter, Rolf on her team. So all those Muppets that you were worried if they were going to show up or not, don't worry. They're all here. As the true Muppet fan that I am, everybody's going to get well represented. Like, Joel, throw a Muppet name at me. I'll put him in the Statler movie. Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. Oh, they're, well, they're going to be there. They're going to be. Here, they're gonna I, be f- here's my question. Are yeah, okay. Are yeah. for opposite sides? No. Um, I would like to imagine Statler and Waldorf 
sitting in with Bob Chapek during all of the pitch stuff mm. as the Muppets okay. are making the movie. I think that's the best suited spot for them. And then at the end of the movie, they realize that even they don't dislike things as much as Chapek dislikes things. So they just leave. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, we've got, we've got our two cowboy teams kind of butting heads throughout the film. But eventually they all come together because these red coats are just decimating the lands here in America and they want to do what's right and try and get their get their land back. But we don't know specifically why this patch of land that they're at is so important because you think cowboys like, you know, they're kind of like they kind of move around and they're they're not really ever set in one spot unless there's like something that they really want there. And so like you're thinking like maybe it's gold, maybe it's um. You know, maybe it's liquor. Maybe it's women. Who knows? All those maybe things that cowboys love. Eh, maybe. Um, but we're going to find out here shortly what the Muppets are actually, why they want this land so badly. So we have our big gunfight. And it's basically going to be like a Civil War reenactment style. Because, of course, we're not going to kill any of the Muppets. We're just not <laughs> going to do it. See, I wanted, like, real Muppet deaths. <laughs> no, there's we're like not killing. Yeah, there's cotton everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You just see just like all the felt just strung everywhere. And like, no, we're not doing that. I, no one wants to see that in a Muppet movie. No one with a normal brain wants to see that. Um, so then it finally comes to a head and it's Bryce Dallas Howard and Donald Glover on the opposing sides. And they come face to face. And they are basically just like, oh, hey, Donald. Oh, hey, Bryce. You got stuck in this movie, too. Yeah, I've always wanted to be in a Muppet movie, but I have probably got to fire my agent after this one. Because it's still very meta, the movie. I don't want to forget that. Like, It's it's not like fully a, mov- a movie about making a movie like we've done in the past. It's We have that opening scene that sets it up, but it's still very meta in terms of the Muppets. So they're like, so they get to that standoff and they just go, wait, which one of us is supposed to win in this movie? So it cuts back to the set. And we see Kermit in the director's chair and he's looking over the script and it's like, okay, Bryce. So so you have to shoot Donald in the face. (laughs) They're like, they're like, wait, like, are we actually going to shoot him in the face? Like, is that what we're going to do? And Gonzo's like, yeah, man, I get, I do all these stunts all the time. Like, it's no big deal. You're going to be fine. And Donald's like, well, I don't, I don't want to get shot in the face. Like I, I have other things to go do. And it's like, no, like you're going to be fine. And it's going to be, it's going to be totally fine. So they, like, Donald's really scared, so they go do the, they're going to shoot him, and Bryce doesn't want to do it. She's like, I don't want to shoot him in the face. Like, you know, we're just actors in this film, and and they're all just like, no, no, it's fine. We do we shoot each other all the time. It's like, what? Oh, okay. And then, of course, she pulls the trigger, and it's just the bang gun. And then Donald fakes his death, and the movie ends with the Cowboys freeing the land of the Redcoats. Now, why did this fight take place in this film? We find out, find out that the camp of the Redcoats had stolen something from our cowboy Muppets. And when Donald Glover and Sam Eagle hand it over, it is a script for a better Muppet movie that they had stolen. Like so now we have, re- we have recovered the better script for a future Muppet movie. Will it get made? Who knows? But that is my pitch and the title of this film will be mm, it's a tough one it's a tough one 
That's a pretty good title. You could just title <laughs> it like most Muppet movies. Just call it. Like I know Muppet Civil War. Mu- no, I, I. Oh God, a Muppet. Muppet Civil War it's not free. the Civil War. Yeah, it's not Civil War. No, I, can't I know. Do it. But the Muppets fighting. <laughs> I'm each just gonna other. do. I'm just gonna do it. The Muppets, Muppets are arm. fighting Muppets amongst arms. themselves. I'm gonna do Muppets in Arms. It's not the Civil War, dumbass. It's fine. Muppets, Muppets in Arms is good. Um, Get it? Because because they can't control their own Muppets arms. Muppets up in I arms. Directed by. No, Muppets in Arms. Muppets I think in it's arms. funny that the movie is like, it's canon that it sucks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that. I actually wanted to do that because originally that was supposed to be the next Muppet movie that Frank Oz was going to direct um, before Jim passed away. It was going to be like a joke movie where like, Joel, you've probably seen this before, like. The, the pitch was going to be that Gonzo was put in charge of the movie and he blew like the entire film budget in the opening scene. So the rest of the film was just made co- for completely cheap. And I think that's hilarious and I wish I would have seen it. All right, who's my director? Ridley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Honestly, I, c- I can make that work. Um, um, two questions. First please. one, is there ever a moment where Sam Eagle is like, wait a minute? No, he's fully committed to his character. <laughs> Fully committed. The only like he does not speak. He still speaks in his like stout American accent, but he is fully committed to the character, because um, he's like you know he's a thespian at heart. So mm-hmm. he he's fully committed, which I respect. It's a good thing but I didn't get this one because I don't know any of the Muppets' names except for Kermit and Miss Piggy. Cameron's like, uh, Big Bird gets on the space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I... Um, you had a second question. Yeah. How much weight did you ask Bryce Dallas Howard to lose? None. She's perfect. Good. She's absolutely perfect. I would never ask her to do that. Perfect. That that's the only answer I needed. Cameron. Um. Yeah, I think she's perfect too. Imagine if Cameron got a Muppet Western movie. God, that would have been incredible. (laughs) I would have been been so lost. I'm already going to be lost. I just like to imagine that like all the cattle. Cameron, I set the bar pretty damn low. All of the cattle and the horses roaming are just like the Muppet horses yes. and cattle, like oh, the I group ones that we see. Like absolutely, like it's one of those, you know, like that that prompt that goes around. That's like remake this movie, keep one actor, everybody else is a Muppet. Uh-huh. That's basically how I see this one, except it's two of them. Um, is there is there a part where Fozzie's like? A.P. Bean can shoot off the cannon. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> if he was on the red coat team, he could do that. But I didn't. Waka waka. <laughs> how did you feel, Joel? Like any of you can comment, but I think Joel would be better to answer this. Um, how did you feel about my placement of the Muppets into the like <laughs> where I had them in the story? I thought it was a good, or like you mean their use of them, or like who was on what side? Both, I guess. I think I think the fact that you mixed them the way you did was perfect because you didn't like put like, oh, like why well, no Kermit ends up being the director, but it's not like oh we have Kermit and Gonzo on the same side. It's like no, it's like. There's Muppets you love on both sides. Yes. Which I really yes. liked. Uh, yeah. I didn't want it stacked. And then, like, all of, like, the red coats are, like, just the standard, like, no-name yeah. Muppets that no one really cares about. Like, that would be lame. Um, all, all the red coats are Sesame Street characters. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I put the Indians in the movie, and it's just the Fraggle Rock characters. Did you guys have a favorite Muppet mo- movie when growing up? Yes. What was yours? Yes. Um, my favorite is Muppet Treasure Island. I was going to say, I think it's Treasure Island for you. Yeah. What yeah. about you, my, I, I don't. Control, control, I don't so. have a fond enough memory of the Muppets, like, movie-wise, to have had a favorite movie. I just enjoyed the Muppets. And I enjoyed oh, okay. Muppet Babies. I watched, oh, yeah, Muppet Babies was great. 
I watched that as a kid. I watched the Gonzo in Space one. Muppets in Space? Yeah, Muppets in Space. Um, oh, I like that I, one a lot. That one's pretty... I don't I don't think there's a bad Muppet movie until Muppets Most Wanted. Okay, hold on. No, 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 no. Muppets Most Wanted was amazing. That was Why? the one with Tina Fey, right? Yeah, she was great. That movie was yeah. a wonderful. I, it's my that movie favorite. was hilarious. It's the general consensus amongst the Muppet fans. Okay, well, they can go the screw themselves, favorite. honestly. That movie was um, amazing. So speaking of westerns, it was better than so, the Jason so in Segal this situation one. the ca- so the Cowboys won right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So just Bryce like the Howard defeated Donald so Just like the Cowboys are currently winning. Oh, they are the winning now. Oh, I guess they win twenty to thirteen Jeez. now. They were nice. just tied last I checked. We had we had to date our episode. <laughs> we already did earlier, <laughs> probably. Um, Cameron, are you yeah. ready? Ryan, do you have anything else? Oh, I, I just I really, ha- I'm, I just have very much enjoyed the last two pitches that I've done for the show. Yeah, it may yeah. not be the best ones, I, but I've had a great time. Th- I, I feel like I was so solid the first pitch of Palooza, and this pitch of Palooza, I'm uh, dropping the ball. Can't put, can't put anything together, and you guys are both rocking it. Oh no, you'll get it together. You'll get the, you get the last word in the very last one, so you will have True. the final pitch. So I know you'll bring your A game for All that. Right. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm ready to move on. All right, Cameron, I'm about you ready? I'm going to do a western, so I, you, we know this is going to be bad. <laughs> hey, you, we don't know. You could surprise us. Um, Korean babies are in the western too. <laughs> Here we go. Your talent number one is number one. That's been used, right? Yes, that was Kate. Anything can be a talent. western if you're western. Talent enough. number one is number twenty-nine, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> talent number two is number. 28 michael jordan not michael b jordan michael <laughs> jordan oh this is not good oh wait no i'm sorry i'm sorry i messed that up oh thank it's, god so ellen DeGeneres is correct cameron uh-huh. with this next one you you better do right by this one okay okay number 28 selena gomez <laughs> and selena such a stacked western film so far uh you're setting that's not the right word I would use. Number twenty-four. Wow, this is all me so far. Yeah, I only got Maybe play Univer- today. Universal City Walk. What number was that? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Universal City Walk. Oh, this is easy. Cameron can loop in a film studio in it again. And your wild card. Number twenty-seven. This was all me. Yeah. There's a natural disaster. <laughs> Cameron. Um, I wish you luck in this. Is his time starting? Uh, let me get his timer going. And time starts now. And I got to go back and cross out all the rest of the names. I'd be curious at the end of this, if we do like last time, to read off all of the things like that we had put on our list. Because mm-hmm. there have been a few throughout the last episode and this episode that I've had uh, yeah. similar ones. So I'm curious. Yeah, I've had a couple that have been picked. That um, for other that you guys had that I had listed uh-huh. in here, or at least somewhat close to it. I wish some. I wish more of my settings this got picked. I was very proud of my settings this time <laughs> around. Um, but we got three more pitches after this, and uh, it'll be there's some good stuff still on the board for sure. I thought you meant three more each, and I was like, what? Oh no, no, <laughs> just three in total. And then I was like, oh wait, one. no. 
No, we don't there have this. The... There is one wild card that I don't even remember writing, and I hope it gets picked. I'm so glad the Muppet movie one got picked. I would have been fine if anyone got it, but I'm I'm glad it got picked, and I'm glad that I got it. I that is so much fun with time, that. Cameron. Jesus Christ. Okay. That was a quick minute. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that went really fast. Um, just so everyone knows... Uh, all of this, what I say, is going to be pulled out of somewhere because all I literally have written down on my piece of paper is the cast is Ellen and Selena Gomez. <laughs> all right, hot start. <laughs> okay, right. The year is two thousand two. Discovery has just bought out Warner Brothers Studios. You see, Ellen... Wait, in, 2002, in 2002? Did I say 2002? I meant 2022. Yeah. Shit, my bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Say 2002. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I, I really am sorry. Th- I just right. wanted to clarify that. All right. Can I restart or are we just making yeah, this? Yes. Okay. No, okay. go ahead. Yeah, you're good. All right. The year is <laughs> 2022. <laughs> Discovery has just bought out Warner Bros. Studio from AT&T. You know, there are a lot of changes that are probably going to happen. You know, the Zack Snyder fans, they think that, you know, David Zaslav is going to come in and save all of, you know, the, the Snyderverse. And, you know, maybe there's some thoughts about what he can do for the movies. But what really happens is quite unfortunate you see david zaslov comes in and he looks at hbo max and he goes you know i think all of our unscripted and child uh family shows should be axed and there's a lot of chagrin and there's a lot of backlash to all of the things that are being canceled and you know a lot of people are kind of paying attention to the whole bat people pay attention to the whole batgirl thing and they pay attention to you know the scooby the scoob sequel but not a lot of people have paid attention to the fact that both ellen degeneres and selena gomez have shows that either are axed or are likely going to be axed you know what Ellen DeGeneres is the first down her show down her show little Ellen all those cute little cartoons they they get canceled so Ellen's not too happy and so she goes over to her friend Selena Gomez's house and Selena's making her some food uh, that she learned how to uh, cook in her uh, hit show uh, Selena and chef and they're they're talking about you know what they're going to do uh, and then Selena gets the call while she's you know um, saying there, there, Miss DeGeneres. Um, <laughs> she gets the call, and it's from David Zaslav. He said, "You know, Selena, we love you, but it's over. Selena and Chef has been canceled." So Selena, while Ellen was crying, was like, "Oh, it's gonna be okay." But ooh, Selena did not take that very kindly because she, Selena and Chef is a passion project of hers she loved it so much so she looks at alan she said you know what we're gonna do we 
are going to make Warner Brothers give us our shows back because we're going to go to Universal and we're going to pitch even better shows and make even better shows and they're going to come crawling back to us. So that's exactly what they do. They go to Universal and they go through and we have this little montage of them pitching shows and pitching shows and it's set to a little you know a little western motive going on there musical motive going on there i know you're wondering you're all wondering where the western things come up don't worry don't worry it's coming so hey all about that they're pitching all the shows they're pitching all the shows goes to this little this little um um this little uh montage and it gets to the end and you know because they have some pitches that are together some pitches are separate and they come together at the very end and ellen goes you get anything it, it should be mentioned that they're sitting at the food area the top food area of city walk while they're having this conversation universal city walk so uh ellen she asks Celine, she goes yeah you get anything and Celine goes uh a couple of close ones, like Wizards of Waverly Place revival, but end up not working out. And she said, "What about you, Ellen? Anything work out?" She said, "Well, you know, I I, I pitched this idea where I, you know, it, it's this whole time travel thing, and I accidentally end up getting the role of Phoebe and Friends, and we see how the world was impacted that way, you know, and and but it, it didn't work out. And they go, man, you know, this is." really really sad but as soon as they're having their conversation all of a sudden a massive earthquake happens and i mean massive i mean typically earthquakes when they're big they're in like the 7.8 8 point you know whatever scales no this earthquake they've been talking about it in california for years they saw there's a good chance we're gonna get the big one there's a good chance no this earthquake ends up being a 15.7 scale earthquake this thing is absolutely massive and it goes on just shaking 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 for and you know selena and ellen they grab each other and they're scared they say i want to die i don't want to die and 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 then after two minutes of shaking the everything stops and they look around and everything has been completely leveled they look around and King Kong, he's gone. Again. The Universal. For the third time. AMC uh, City Walk, it's gone. No. And they're looking around. We, they're lo looking we for, lost the true IMAX. They're looking for they're looking for any survivors. And they can't see. They they can't find anyone. And they're 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 crying out. There's fires. There's all these, you know, these crazy awful things they see dead bodies strewn through er out everywhere and they they look and they feel okay well we need to find water because they have water so they're walking and they're walking and we're walking and about an hour later they reach this tower that somehow 
after this 15.7 earthquake is still standing up tall and it's got a W and a B on it that's right they made their way back to the Warner Brothers lot and they see that water that tower up there and Selena goes Ellen they've got water up there it's a water tell and Ellen's like no I was up there there was no water up there and and Selena goes no I think there's water up there and Ellen said no there's not and she said well if we don't have any water we're gonna die And, and keep in mind pretty much everyone else is dead it seems like they're the only two people left alive so Selena says I'm gonna do it I'm gonna make the climb and Ellen goes no you can't do it alone so then they climb it together and they get to the top and they open up the water tower to find three animated beings Wacko, Yakko, and Zacko I think those are their names no. <laughs> oh no <laughs> Cameron and they say Zacko. <laughs> what was the third one? Dot. 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 That's the right. Warner sister. That's right. Okay. The I, Warner I Brothers and that. their Warner sister Dot. <laughs> and the the Animaniacs look around. They go, "Oh no. What happened?" And they said, and "Selena and Ellen. They were like, you know what? They're we were over at Universal, and first off, the Animaniacs were like uh, traitors, and they're like, well, you should hear what's happening over here. And they go, oh yeah, we heard some rumors about that. Uh, and so they okay, they said, so what happened? They said, well, there was this big earthquake that happened. And they said, oh crap, you guys are not going to believe this. Over in Animaniac Animated World." We were actually trying out this new technology, and this new technology was going to essentially make time travel back to when AT&T still owned Warner Bros. And they didn't, you know, just dissect everything good. Of, you know, Discovery didn't come in dissecting everything good about warner bros and we were trying to figure that out and we pressed the button and nothing happened and so we figured you know might as well turn the switch up to 15.7 and they pressed it again and nothing happened again so they said oh this thing's trash and ellen and selena were like "Ah, you well 15.7 that's the exact number of richter scale on the richter scale that our earthquake was that's what happened they go wow you know what we're so sorry and they're like well do you at least have any water and they said well we don't have any water but here's what we can do we can actually invite you to come stay in our world because it seems like your world might be destroyed so they say well i don't think there's anything left for us here but before we do there's one stipulation they said yeah what's up they said well you see back before this whole thing happened we had shows on hbo max ellen had little ellen and i selena had selena and chef and we kind of want similar shows when we go back to your place and they say all right 
It's a done deal. So Selena and Ellen, they climb into the water tower. They go into the animated world and they get their shows and they live happily ever after. That's 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 the movie. Can I, Ryan, can I jump in right yeah. away? Yeah, please. Go ahead. So my favorite part of the pitch was when Cameron said, you're probably wondering how this is going to be Western, and we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. did, we get, did we get to and, that? Yeah, <laughs> I forgot I to mention. It's set in California. What? <laughs> so, what? Uh, California um, is Western. Uh, oh pretty much anywhere. It's the western the most US. continental U.S. Yeah, technically so. everything is west of California if you just keep going. Well, I mean, you might have a point there, uh, but yeah. no, I, I think you guys might have missed the <laughs> themes of like uh, when everything was destroyed. <laughs> there was essentially nothing left, and that was kind of like the wild, wild west in the beginning. There was nothing there. I don't know what? if you guys have seen. What? I don't know if you guys have seen this movie called. <laughs> mad max but that is also kind of like a futuristic western so to speak that's so, just post-apocalyptic yeah it's a post-apocalyptic how, western and this one kind how? of matches the themes of that so everyone else died right well yeah, you know the the animaniacs caused a natural disaster that killed hundreds of thousands of people yes <laughs> um, so how did they know it was a 15.7 um well you see that's a good question um <laughs> selena had an apple watch on <laughs> and it was like it's, it looks like you're going for a walk would you like to start an exercise yeah right yes yeah um no you know how the new apple products they have like the thing where if you get in a car crash it'll like alert you well this yeah. is all they also have the ability to tell uh how big of an earthquake you were just in it so. says you were just in a 15.7 earthquake you yep. beat last week's goal by point two. <laughs> yep. that's right <laughs> Um, the last survivors of the human race. Cameron, was that movie four hours long? Why? I ju- it just seemed like a lot went down there. Like, a lot went down, but also nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, it was it, it was kind of a... I mean, it really depends on how the director... Um, oh, know, yeah. We, <laughs> it really depends on how the director kind of... Um, what's this called, by the way? Understands yeah, we need a name. Script. Oh, what's this called? I would love to hear, hear you pitch the name um, of this, yeah. Ellen and Selena go west. Wow. Yeah. Ellen and straight, Selena go is west. It's a straight-to-television movie. <laughs> As directed by... Uh, this is dumb. By Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't uh, you get him last time? Somebody I did. I don't think I did. That's Christopher Nolan can't... Time. Cameron, I have a question. So, what's actually uh, happening is you see the end of the beginning... You start off with the Animaniacs, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Um, You had mentioned that in the discussion between Ellen, Selena, and the Animaniacs, that they had ability to go back in time to when uh, AT&T was still owning Warner Brothers and the Discovery sale had not gone through. Is that correct? They were trying. They were attempting to. They were attempting, but it didn't work. Yes. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. So it it didn't happen. But they did get their shows back in the animated world, right? Yes. They're animated, though, Who's, of course. They're animated Which shows. actually, okay. no. To, I, I forgot to mention, Ellen's is actually live action. Because in the animated in, in world? In the animated world, because in, the, real, ah, in yes. the live action world, her show was animated. So, you know. 
Okay. Is this still called um, Little Ellen? Little Ellen? <laughs> yes. It's like Young Rock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Cameron, I don't know. That was... Uh, you know, I got to commend you because... And Ryan, I'm sure you've been in this situation when we play this. It's like sometimes that minute you just kind of get like this like yeah. idea of like this at some point this yeah. is gonna That's happen. That's all I got. And yeah. then you have to build the, yeah, everything around yeah. it. Um so I could tell you were piecing it together as, as it went. Yeah. But at least it like still made sense. I w- as as out there as it was, <laughs> it still made sense. Like it you could have very easily like gotten very like mixed up in there and my only complaint is that I feel like you didn't utilize City Walk enough. Mm. Yeah, he said they were in City Walk, and then it got. Yeah, to that show. was it. Yeah, you spent the whole movie at Warner Brothers Studio when their setting was City Walk at Universal. <laughs> so I, but you know, we love City Walk, so that's just a bias. Wacko, yakko. I mean, Zacko, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like now that like I'm thinking about now that I've had more time to like actually think about it, like I have like, oh, and this is just how it goes for all of us. It's like you you get an idea, you're like, oh, this would actually be some way of an entertaining movie, mm-hmm. but in the time you're like. Oh yeah, you have Selena Gomez and Ellen, and it's a western, and it's at City Walk, and it was a natural disaster. You know, your your uh, thought process to go with the fact that they both had HBO Max shows smart. was I, I didn't yeah, think about clever. that. So that was, that was a great like way to connect those dots. I Thank agree. You. I agree with that. Um, do you have anything else you uh, want to say about it? Uh, I do not, Cameron. I know it's not the best movie in the world, but I just think I feel like this category was hard for all of us. Well, I mean, it was. It was. I tough. mean, looking looking at the looking at the list of everything, you guys kind of got shafted real bad in this round, both of you. It was a little yeah, tough. Yeah, it was tough. Um, I mean, that said, I, I have to vote for Ryan's here for the best one. Cameron, would you agree? Yeah, I'm going. With yeah, me. I mean, it yeah. is, but like. Again, like it was to, because Ryan get literally. I got, got I got really good. I got really good stuff. Like I got lucky. Ryan got to pick his own Lego. Pieces. I got two. I got the. You could argue the two best actors out of any of us. I got a setting that fits the theme that we had, and mm-hmm. I got an element for a wild card that I'm extremely familiar with. So it it yeah. just, it's just a shit. No, it it, yeah, it's well. just a shame that Ridley Scott got his hands on it. Yeah, um, but I'll probably screw this next one up. So who knows. All right, well, that said, let's see what our final genre is going to be. Yeah, this is me too, right? I'm going, I'm going yeah. again. This is You're real. First. This is me. This is it's okay, everything. did we do this already? Sci-fi. We did not, no, right? I don't think we did. No. We did musical and war film last time. Yes. Yes, that's correct. So this is a sci-fi that we're doing here, folks. And for talent number one, Ryan, you are getting number five. We already did it. It's Harrison Ford. Okay, number two. We already did it. It was Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Number one. Yeah, that's Kate Blanchett. Yeah, we already did it. Number seven. We already did it. It was Bryce Dallas. Those the only those the only four on my list that have been picked, and they all got picked just now. (laughs) So you can't do that. Uh, Number nine. There There you go. go. Uh, Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. All right, talent number two. Number twenty. Uh, we already did that. Okay, number 25. I think we already did that, didn't we? No, that's me. Oh. Alexandria Daddario. Okay. Setting, number 13. <laughs> this, the sound, uh, a soundstage on the WB lot. God damn it. This guy. So three of, my, three of my four pitches are going to be up about fucking meta making movies. <laughs> three of the four. 
And a wild card, number 12. <laughs> a water bottle that never runs out of water. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ryan, let me go ahead and start your time now. Water bottle that never runs out of water. What a random. But thing. also, also kind of works for the sci-fi genre. I can work with that. <laughs> Thank you. It's them trying to fill the water tower. The whole <laughs> oh God, yeah. Be so... uh... Actually, <laughs> God, another. He picks stage sixteen, and they're filling up the water tank. There's been so many of these that are set at Warner Brothers Studios. <laughs> yeah, literally. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, what? That's I think. Then that is not mine. That's my laptop. <laughs> it's the jet engines. Cameron, your hair's getting long. Yeah, it's getting a little bit longer. It's gonna do some length. This is real. This is me. Exactly where I'm supposed that to is. That is time. Okay. I didn't really do anything during that time because I kind of kind of feel like i slightly know where i'm going with this yeah, yeah. well the floor is yeah yours whenever you're ready to go i feel like i'm kind of pigeonholed into what i have to do with this one kind of so based on my setting but anyway i know what i have to do but i don't know because <laughs> it has to be a sound stage at the wb lot not the wb lot so okay yeah a sound stage okay. on yeah. the wb lot right, yeah, yeah a sound so stage one, on the wb my whole lot. movie takes place in one sound stage cool well it doesn't have to it just you know it should though, I guess, or close enough to it. Okay. I had one scene of mine happen at Universal. It was. I wouldn't even. Yeah, I don't even know if I clarify it as a scene. <laughs> it just kind of. We just kind of stopped by. Um, okay. All right. So, there. Warner Brothers, shockingly enough, is producing a new film that people are excited about. Um, no way. <laughs> but uh, it stars. <laughs> this is the sci-fi yep. part. Yeah. It stars uh, Rooney Mara and Alexander Daddario, and they're two sisters. Um, and they're two sisters that are like, and they were roommates, right? But they're not the stars of the movie. They are the writing team and like the head of production for the movie. Uh, we have so many methods. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to do, I can't believe I had to do this again. Um, th this is my third pitch in a row that involves the making of a movie. So, um, so yeah, so they're the they're like the writer and director team of this new film that comes out. Rooney is the writer and Alexandra is Alexandria is the director. Um, they're making a film about uh, about a, like a flood, like a massive flood that is coming uh, for the planet. Like it's gonna like think of your elements of like all those. Uh, um, what's the that director's name? Roland Emmerich. Like think of like any of his like disaster movies. Like this is like that. It's a like a flood that is coming. It's like a modernization sci-fi telling of Noah's Ark, basically. Um, so that's what they've pitched. So um, so the you know, production is going along pretty swimmingly. See what I did there? Um, it's ah. going. To, we are shooting in stage sixteen, which for those of you that don't know is the massive stage at Warner Brothers. I feel like if I'm stuck in one stage, I should take the big one. Might as well do it. Um, and this and the water tank is completely full um but it's all full of uh non-drinkable like solvent salt water so they can't drink that water it's just it's just basically show water <laughs> like a show car but it's water 
Um, production is going okay, um, but we run into an issue where the water tub is overflowing too much. Like, because every day they feel like they have to go in and change the water out. Like, and like they're just they don't understand the elements of you know we can just kind of keep this here. We're going to shoot here for as long as we need to. It's going to be fine. Like they're shooting all of these boat scenes now. Like they've done a lot of of the production outside of that, and it's all in this soundstage now on the boat. And then one day, they have the valve to turn the water back on, but the valve breaks, and the water just mm. keeps coming. And the person that breaks it is one of those, you know, stand. It, you know, there's always that character in the disaster movie where it's like, oh, this will be fine. There's nothing to worry about here. It's just some PA that screwed it up and broke the valve and didn't tell anybody. So as they're filming, um, as they're filming this scene the water is just rising and rising and rising and it gets to the point where um where they get to a part where the boat comes out of the tank and crashes like through inside the soundstage and people are running and screaming it's it's getting terrifying uh they are our two leads the director and the writer rooney and alex's characters they don't know what to do. They're trying to get everybody out safety safely, but they're still like very concerned. They're like d- distraught. Like, Oh my God, are like, we caused a massive disaster at the studio. You know, we're never going to work in this town again. The boat has blocked the entrances. Now there's only one exit and everyone else from the crew has gotten out, but <clears throat> these two got stuck inside because the water pressure got too high and it shut the door on them before they could get out and they couldn't close it anymore. So now they are stuck inside of this soundstage and the water is still coming out of the valve, still filling the tank. So they, they don't know what to do. So they decide like, okay, like we're going to, you know, we, we're going to find a way to get out and they can't get through. Cause like the big elephant door is blocked and they can't move it. The boat has blocked all of their other entrances. The water is too heavy for them to get out. They have no idea what to do. So they decide that they're going to climb to the top of the soundstage go up into the rafters and just try and wait this out and hopefully somebody that got out will figure out a way to come help them um (laughs) the dog likes the pitch that's good (laughs) um but so some it basically becomes like a has like a like a lost in space kind of element to it but they're just like stuck in the set and it's just the two of them um, and they have like some emotional breakdowns about like how hard it's been trying to break it into Hollywood and like how they were able to do it. There's a lot of like deep elements behind the characters because it's like a sci-fi drama of sorts that we're gonna go for. Like because it's you know it's two women trying to make their way as a duo here in Hollywood. It's very easy and like we get into some elements where like one of them had to make some sacrifices like. They wanted to co-direct, but the studio only wanted one of them to direct. So, like, one sister kind of blindsided the other one and took the job and kept the other one on as a writer. Um, and then the one that got the directing job had to do some things within with some heads of the studio that she maybe wasn't thrilled to do. Um, Play golf? Yes, like golf, exactly. Um, you know, with a guy like Zasloff in charge, um, you know, everything's on the table. Um Suppose they have like a lot of heart to hearts though, and they they talk about how like you know they neither of them could have really done this without the other, and if we're gonna <clears throat> if we're going to die like this, at least we're together. Um. So a water bottle 
as they're <laughs> as they're rising up to the water and they're getting closer in the rafters, they see that there's a water bottle, a fresh water bottle, um, that is coming into uh, coming rising up to them, up up to the current for them, and they pick it up. It's like we have we can't drink this actual water that's trying to kill us. Let's just try and stay hydrated as we're waiting this out. Um, so they go down the stairs a little bit and they go and grab it and they bring it back up to the top. So they, they're like, you know, this is the only one we can find. We have to ration it. So Rooney takes a sip and then she passes it to Alexandria. She takes a sip. But then they realize that the water is still all in the bottle. The water is completely in the bottle and they don't understand why. Like, it's like, we just took a sip. Of it. So they take a sip again and the water's still there. And they're really confused as to why the water is not it just keeps filling up and it just keeps filling up and one of them points out like you know it's that's kind of interesting like the water just keeps filling up in the <coughs> bottle just like it keeps filling up in the sound stage why oh my god why is that happening um it turns out as they're the water is rising they find a little hole in the ceiling, like a like a dried up plank of wood that they can kind of claw at on the roof to get out. And they <coughs> get to the roof, they get to the top, and they realize as they look out, the entire world has been flooded. It's not just in their soundstage. It turns out that all sources of water have overflowed the planet. So the oceans have overflowed uh, any any like lakes or rivers or anything it's overflowed this water is encompassing the entire planet we are f- turning the earth into a fully blue water planet <coughs> as we speak and then we cut that's it i'm done huh yeah that's the end yeah it's just uh it, it's one of those movies where we don't have to fully explain the supernatural element behind it and we don't have to fix it. We just learn that that's what's happening because there's no way around it. The earth is totally encompassed in water. So it's not like we're going to huh. save everybody. So it's like it's a sci-fi element that doesn't we don't really understand why it happened. And we've seen that in other films. And I think I think for <laughs> this, it makes it makes for a better film to kind of leave it open-ended as to what happened as opposed to just coming up with a cheesy reason like oh the aliens did it like i just don't think it works for the type of like dramatic film that i would want to make so yeah i just kind of want to end it with the reveal that the entire world has been flooded it's not just inside of the sounds because you see early on that the valve breaks so you just assume that that was the reason but then when it turns out that it's the entire planet they realize that something else is amok here but it's too late there's nothing they can do about it And what's this called? This is called. Um, <coughs> it's gonna. It's called a world of water. Oh. Yeah. It's like a world of water. Water. Yeah. Okay. As directed by. Uh, Ty West. Oh, this is a per- this is a perfect movie for Ty West. <laughs> This is yeah. This is a perfect movie for Ty West. He's all, he's into that weird ass shit. Um, this is gonna star Mia Goth, probably. She gonna yeah, also she'll be, be in one it. of the. She'll be the PA that broke the valve. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that of my three of my four pitches had to be at a, like a working film studio. Like that's just crazy to me. 
Like literally, my setting for the the community one is on a working film studio. Yeah. And then this one was a sound stage mm. at the WB lot. Uh, um, I think this is your your worst one of. The, I would agree. Yeah, of, so of the two I, it was a, it was rough. Yeah. Again, this is a hard setup, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I'm totally fine with that. <clears throat> I think I um, think I feel like there wasn't enough of a sci-fi element. Oh, and I forgot it was sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. The sci-fi element we did get, and I know you said this was a choice, but like. There was like zero explanation behind it, so it's like it almost doesn't feel sci-fi enough because it's like, well, what is it? You know? No, I understand. Yeah, I took a risk with it. Like I could have just said, "Oh yeah, aliens did it," and then boom, it's sci-fi. But I wanted to try something different. I'm okay. With, I am okay with the criticism for this one. This was, this was, um, this was a tough one. Cameron. Yeah, it it, it was. Uh not great <laughs> i just you know solid feedback i just honestly i got very tired of having to pitch movies that take place in film studios I, and i can understand that <laughs> i just really didn't want to do it anymore yeah i, can I, I think that. if i punched this if i took a chance and punched this up on a second go around i could make something better with it but <clears throat> i really didn't i really sure. didn't want to do like the supernatural it's like I said, it's aliens kind of thing, which I could have easily <clears throat> done and made it better, but I just didn't want to do that. Well, I don't think it had to go that route necessarily. Not either. not that specifically, but um, but yeah, I mean, I liked what you did with the sisters. I liked the sister element of it, and I liked the the them trying to push their way through Hollywood and whatnot mm-hmm. like that. Um, I just feel like once. Once the stage flooded, it felt like the whole movie was trapped. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I, my setting was kind of trapped. So, so, but yeah. yeah, no, I totally, I totally get where you're coming from. I think if I punched up the ending a little better, maybe I could have made it work a little bit better. But I like the elements that it had behind it. At least it didn't have any elements like him. <laughs> that's right. That's true. That's a good point. Am I, am I next? You yeah, are you next. Are next. Sorry. Do, right. you have, do you guys have anything else? No. Uh, we can move on. I'll take my two wins and be very happy with it during this round of Pitchapalooza. All right. Cameron. Yes, sir. Your talent number one is number seven. We already picked that Uh, one. Yeah, that was BDH. Number 30, Lizzo. Oh, my God. All right. Talent number two is number nine. That was just picked, uh, right? No, uh, that's Michelle Yao. Okay. Okay, Michelle Yao. Setting is number 29, norad is that that works for sci-fi what, what is that the north pole <laughs> no norad <laughs> is like the uh underground like defense thing in colorado okay i'm gonna have to look this up real quick give me one second i was it's like the north american defense whatever whatever um it's gonna play really in well colorado in the sci-fi things. Okay. yeah it'll help him for sure um and your yeah. wild card is number 13 we just uh oh oh <laughs> um <laughs> a vivacious uh, sex scene between the two leads oh my god <laughs> god <laughs> why was that even an option it's on cameron's list um okay all right well here Alrighty. you have 
one minute starting now. Ryan, sorry about the uh, sorry about your Giants there. Oh, it's fine. Um, we're two and one. I don't expect much this year anyway. Um, Look at all of us two and one. Folks. It's true. Yeah, we're all. It was meant to be. Good. I don't like losing to Dallas, but it is what it is. That's what sucks. I was hyping you guys up today too. Like I was talking to friends, and I was like, "Oh, the freaking Dallas is gonna get whomped." Oh, you really thought so? I didn't. <clears throat> I thought so. I maybe not necessarily whomped, but I didn't think. I thought. It, I mean, it was, I yeah. didn't think there was a chance <clears throat> they were gonna win. I didn't think it was out of the question for sure. Like, it was definitely a possibility. Yeah, of course, it's a bummer that it it went that way, but you do what you can. Cameron, you're running out of time here. I got it. <clears throat> three, two. Oh, I don't even need one. that time. <clears throat> here we no, go. I don't need those three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> All right. So, Michelle Yao is one of the top executives at NORAD. She is one of the Thank top. God, you didn't say Warner Brothers. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> at, at NORAD. Uh, in uh, Colorado Springs, because I know exactly uh, <laughs> NORAD is. Um, no, uh, so she and the rest of NORAD have been, well, her specifically, she's working on a project, and that project is to find alien life. And they haven't been doing have they they haven't had the best of luck you know there there have been a lot of kind of you know uh close calls you know of course you know there's the incident in roswell there was you know um you know some potential uh ufos that have been seen and you know you hear about sightings all the time and you know it, it's good because it means that, you know the united states and the world is safe um but it's also kind of sad because you know they 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 want to find you know if there there's something else out there you know because you see Michelle Yao being the one of the top executives at NORAD can be pretty unfortunately lonely because everything is super confidential and it's really hard you know she's doing this hard work and dealing with these potential you know super because they're like you know not only is she trying to find aliens but of course there are always threats that are coming in so there's a lot of stress and she wants to be able to share that life with um someone and uh you know it 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 just hasn't worked out you know one day michelle yao is she's at work by herself and it's late at night everyone has uh gone home and She's looking at her monitor. She's looking at, you know, the state of the sky. And everything seems fine. And she's kind of, you know, just texting or on her phone, looking at TikTok, you know, how the people in NORAD do. Uh, you know, looking at, like, you know, pictures of planes and stuff like that. And uh, all of a sudden, she, she, here's, she, there's this blink that comes from her computer. And, you can see like the light like her face just kind of like literally lights up and that's how we see like and she like literally looks up because you know, she's like oh wh 
what's going on and, and it, the blink doesn't you know it, it doesn't blink for another it's just she's like oh, okay maybe it's just a false alarm and then blink again she looks up and she's and you blink again and, and this blink is getting faster and faster and faster and faster and she's like what what the heck so she goes and she she types in some things on the computer and she she goes to find out exactly what's happening and she all of a sudden sees that this ship this ufo is approaching the united states and she's like oh shit oh shit oh shit so she calls up everyone she's like she's like we got we got an emergency everyone everyone's like oh we gotta come in we gotta come in we gotta come in they're they're trying to you know get the get the ship and everything and then as soon as they get there the ship disappears yeah and they they're like there's nothing here she's like no i i saw it they're like no there's nothing here she's like no i, I saw the ship i saw the ship and they're like there's there's nothing here you you're you that you know you can't do this again this is you know one time is enough you better not make it two times so she's really sad so she goes home and she's like i can't believe you know i messed up i saw i swore sworn i saw this ufo this ship and she gets home and she closes the door and we see a shadow behind her and she turns on the light and lizzo playing an alien is standing behind her and so you know michelle yao she doesn't really notice and she goes and kind of does her th stuff around the house and lizzo kind of like sneaks around and is like you know like and michelle yao goes to bed and so Lizzo, you know, is still like, you know, she's still kind of just, you know, finding things around the house. Like she finds, you know, a goldfish, and, you know, and a little tank. And, uh, you know, she she kind of pokes at it and then she has a little conversation with the goldfish and then plops it in her mouth and eats it. And the next morning, Michelle Yao comes out and she goes to field her goldfish and she's like, where's Mr. Goldilocks? And she's looking around she's like this fish should be in here you know sometimes it jumps out of the you know the fishbowl and you know so she then goes to you know go take a shower and she opens up the curtain and lizzo is in there alien lizzo and she's like whoa what the f and you know it's like an alien she's got like all of these like weird like things antennas coming off of her body and like it, it, it doesn't like it. It, it kind of looks like Lizzo, but at the same time, it kind of doesn't look like Lizzo because very alienoid figure. And Michelle's all like, "What the fuck are you doing in my bathroom?" And she's like, and she's like freaking out, freaking out. And then like uh, she runs away, and like uh, Lizzo kind of like comes crawling out, and she like notices that like Michelle yeah was scared, and she like scans her. And when she scans her, she gains all of this knowledge about humanity. So she starts talking in English, and she goes, "Oh, hello. How are you?" And Michelle's like, "You can understand." She's like, "Yeah, I can understand you." And Michelle's like, "I'm gonna be honest. You're kind of freaking me out." And Lizzo's like, "Oh, okay. Well, here, I will, you know, find a human form." And so she then transforms in front of our eyes into Lizzo. 
as we know her, uh, you know, a human looking Lizzo. So long story short, uh, this story is, you know, Lizzo kind of adapting to the human world and Michelle Yao, you know, of course she's like, I got, at first she's like, I got to turn her in, but uh, turn in this alien. But, um, you know, as she gets to kind of spend time with her, she realizes that this alien's actually kind of sweet, actually kind of kind, and actually kind of sexy. And, you know, the climax of the film is when our two characters, it's kind of been that will they, won't they, you know, as Michelle Yao's kind of shown her, you know, this is a movie theater. This is a baseball game. This is, you know, all these. And it, it, and this friendship, you know, or what perceived friendship turns into something a little bit more. And, you know, Michelle Yao's looking at Lizzo and they're watching, you know, Casablanca. And, uh, you know, Lizzo's looking at her and uh, they, they, you know, have a very sweet, tender moment with each other. And it's uh, very vivacious you know sex scene because of how the uh all the antenna that because of course you know lizzo oh. it, it takes energy to <laughs> try did you just make a noise oh, uh it takes energy See, to, that was going to be my question was if she it stayed in human yeah form it or. takes energy to be a human so you know when she's just being her most or does self, it she turns and because michelle yeah event you know she and during the scene she goes you know i you know i i think I've fallen in love with you and Lizzo goes well thank you you know thank you and and she goes no the you and she the real you and so then that's when Lizzo you know sheds her human form and uh, becomes the alien then they have their 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 sex scene it's it's really beautiful taunting in multiple ways um but a very wonderful sex scene and um they wake up the next morning and they're looking at each other and they're like oh man I love you so much I, I love you so much and then Michelle Yao gets a call on her phone. And it's from the president of NORAD. And he goes, There was an alien that, there was an alien UFO that was here a couple days ago. There was an alien UFO. There was an alien, not a couple days ago, more like a couple months ago right now at this time. There was an alien UFO. We have to, and so he's, she's like, uh, No, I, I, I think you're wrong. I, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, No, it definitely, it definitely, it definitely. And so she's like, No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. So, um, so he, she's like, Okay, Lizzo, you, you gotta stay here. You gotta, you gotta stay, keep, keep quiet. I'm gonna go figure this out. And, she goes, she goes and, uh, you know, um, talks to the president of NORAD and NORAD's like, and, and, and he, they, they, they kind of catch on to there's, there's something weird happening with Michelle. Yeah. Typically she's like really good at like, you know, working with the team, but she seems very distant. And so the, the, then from then on the, the movie then becomes this Michelle Yao is trying to keep Lizzo hidden from NORAD and from the government. And eventually they do find her and, it comes to this moment where the government and NORAD and they're all surrounding her house and lit, you know, Lizzo's comes out and Michelle and they've all got their guns pointed out. They're like, get on the ground. And Lizzo's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Michelle goes, no, you can't hurt her. He, she runs out. She throws her body in front of him. They're like, 
get down or we will fire get down or we will fire she's like no you have to kill me before you touch her and then we hear a and we see in slow motion the bullet and in that moment (laughs) and in that moment Michelle Yao looks back at Lizzo and Lizzo looks at her and it strikes Michelle Yao in the heart and she collapses onto the ground and Lizzo alien Lizzo goes no and her shriek is so loud it completely destroys all of the cars around there all of the people all of the government and NORAD people are holding on their ears like ow ow and Lizzo then takes Michelle's Yao's body and floats up, levitates into the sky, into the spaceship. And then they fly away. And that's the movie. (laughs) The movie just ends with Lizzo (laughs) yelling and flying away. She, She takes Michelle's Yao's. Well, I, <laughs> he, I, he, I, took I said all that was the, <laughs> uh, I said that was the end of the movie, but there's an after credit scene. Oh, oh, and <clears throat> Michelle, yeah, are you sure? Return. Are you sure there's an after credit scene? Are you yeah, positive? there is. Sorry. <laughs> okay. uh, so we're in the ship, and we're on. You know, we're flying through these different areas, and we see Lizzo trying all of these different things to try and get Michelle Yao back to life and none of them working and none of it working and none of it is working so finally she gives up she starts crying and then a tear falls from her eyes and it hits Michelle Yao on the forehead and she comes back to life and then they live happily ever ever after in the sky you just stole the ending from Pokemon the first movie I have never seen that. (laughs) You stole that. How dare you? Um, Okay. Uh, Wow. Um, You know, I got to say, you did not talk up the vivacious sex scene nearly enough. Not yeah, yeah. not nearly <laughs> enough. Of all of all people, yeah, I really expected you to go like I expected that to be like almost the, like the main plot of the film. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, no, qu- I really wanted to focus on you know the the love story between the two. No, I respect that. Uh, quick question: You still don't really know what NORAD is, do you? Uh, it is the uh, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. But you don't really know. Have you don't you really ever, know what they do. Have there, you ever though. seen like War Games? War Games. No. I have. The only reason I know NORAD is because you know, like Defcon, they track Santa Claus. Yes, they do. The NORAD Santa Tracker. Yes. You know, like when people say like Defcon. Yeah. That's where that That's comes NORAD. From. Okay, cool. He's like, they're like I'm a missile. That they're like, I'll a, forget they're in like 10 a minutes. missile system. Like they're like uh, in tracking incoming missiles. It's uh, it's more just like, I I mean yeah, but I don't think it's necessarily like all they missiles do. and Santa. Yeah, you can't forget Santa. Yeah, no one can. Um, camera, what's having known now <laughs> that you know that they do the Santa tracker. I would have loved to see that be part of it. Like maybe Lizzo. That was Michelle Yao's job. Lizzo, she was Santa. Lizzo tracker. plays Santa. <laughs> uh. 
Uh, Cameron, what's the name of this movie? Um, that's a good question. Thanks. Um, I, I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank right here. Give me a second. Um, well, who's this director? We could figure that out first. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, the director is. Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, nice. I could see her doing I can, this. It could work, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just imagine BDH I'm telling, coming up on her. directing Lizzo and Michelle Yao's vivacious sex scene. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> so this is going to go here, right? <laughs> this tentacle? Yeah. yeah. Put that one. Why don't, why don't you call it To Be Loved? To Be Loved? Yeah, it's a Lizzo song. Yeah. Oh, is it? All right, yeah, sure. Oh, says the guy that um, that named his movie "Burning Love" and put all the bur- like songs about fire, except the one title "Burning Love." To be loved is also a Papa Roach song, so there you go. <clears throat> oh, there you go. You can use both. Um, that was a, uh, that was a wild yeah. pitch, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, there was some good stuff. In I there. feel like it was. I, I feel like it was just a. An actual story, a succinct story that made sense and had, you know, plot you know beats what? that made I, sense. You know what I, like, got vibes of? And not in, like, a bad way, like, you're ripping it off, but, like, I got, like, notes of it, was her. But instead of mm. Samantha, it was Lizzo. Okay. I think, I mean, I think there's definitely elements of Shape of Water in there, too. I thought that, too, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That yeah. was the first so, thing that popped in my I can tell you... I can tell you neither of those movies were on my mind. Really, if, if a movie, like, even, like, when I was saying this, I was like, oh, I hope they don't say this is too close to something like E.T. Mm, okay. Um, that was the one that. that was like, oh, they might say this is too close to E.T. I mean, yeah, her in uh, Shape of War, I guess I can see. But, yeah, those were definitely not on my mind when pitching. You know what your biggest flaw in your pitch was? And I mean this what? in the kindest way possible. It dragged too much. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you don't have to apologize. I just like I think it would have helped. I think it would have helped your pitch even more if it, you just can like kind of tightened it up a little bit. All right, I understand. So, I'm, <laughs> you sorry. Said, you, I'm not trying. Like, <laughs> I feel like you 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 think I'm disappointed in you. I'm not. I thought your pitch was really good. <laughs> I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, no, that could have been not. It could have yeah. not been great, and it was actually it was actually pretty. Yeah, good. it Thank was you. one. Of, it was one of your best ones for sure. Appreciate it. Great work. Thank great you. Great work. Um, all right. It's time to round things out. My talent number one is going to be number seven. We already got it. Come on. Yeah, we already did it. Number 18. Taylor Swift. Oh, my Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. (laughs) You see what I tweeted the other day? No, what was it? I tweeted something like, can Taylor Swift and Harry Styles just do a movie together so they don't have to be in other ones? Yes, I did see that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. Taylor Swift. Talent two, number 11. Um, Christian Bale. <laughs> it's Amsterdam. <Christian> Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift and Christian Bale. Setting 11. Uh, we already did that. Okay, setting four. Oh, so close. A car. A car. Oh. Okay. And finally, wild card number 23. Caillou is a major plot <laughs> Oh no <laughs> uh, I'm not seeing this uh, Okay 
You better you better know. really play up the like the elements of what Caillou really is. Let me know when they I'm going to start your timer now. Okay. Oh my god, Caillou. Cameron, were you a Caillou fan? No, fuck that no. kid. <laughs> uh, well, he that when did that even come out? Like I was too old for that. Uh, it was it was around the time that I was a kid. That, that you were watching that stuff, or were you? It was a past well, you because, as well. Well, because because I didn't have. I mean, Caillou typically came on too late. Uh, I think Caillou maybe came out around like ten. Came on around like ten o'clock, and mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch TV past nine. I think. Oh okay. So I'll never, I'll never understand your TV watching restrictions. So. Why, yeah. Why? Well, I I my I read books. Yeah. I why ten? Why was ten the cutoff? No, nine was the cutoff. Oh, why I, was, I just oh, think sorry, it was, was nine the cutoff. Um, my mom wanted me to be doing other things. No, totally reasonable. Yeah, um, that were like not TV. Joel, that's your time. All right. I see you better. You better put Caillou in this thing hard. <laughs> he he, oh, he better. Yeah, <laughs> he better. What if be. he was in the sex scene? <laughs> God, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Grown up Caillou, jeez. Oh, uh, Caillou, okay. Caillou didn't grow up. Did he have cancer? That, they made it seem that way, didn't they? Are you guys yes, no, it? we're done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Please continue. Yeah, okay. Joel, we're just waiting for you. So, Taylor Swift and Christian Bale play a married couple in the year 3056. Okay. And they decide they want to have a kid. So they try. And to no avail after multiple attempts, they cannot have a kid. So they decide to adopt. And they go adopt this small bald boy. (laughs) And they're like, we love him. And they bring him home. And they're like, we're going to name you. Steven. And now they say that and Steven's been quiet this whole time. He's very shy, right? He's a he's a he's been kind of an orphan. So he doesn't talk much. But they tell him, Your name is Steven. Cause that's how adoption works apparently. You get to rename the kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um in, in thirty fifty six that's how it works. And they say that and when they say that he's not facing them. And he slowly turns around. And he looks at them and says, I'm just a kid who's four. Each day I grow some more. And he starts singing the Caillou theme song. He says, I'm Caillou, Caillou. And he's getting like louder and louder. And they're like, what the heck is going on? And he leaps at them. (laughs) And when he's midair, Christian Bale grabs him by the throat and throws him to the ground. And his head pops off. Oh, my God. And we realize he was a robot. They're like, what the hell? And so inside the robot, Kai robot, they pull, they pull out this microchip. And so Christian Bale goes and he puts it in his computer, and he says, "What is this?" And it's called the Caillou phenomenon. <laughs> it's this whole thing, and it looks like the freaking Matrix on his screen. And within that, he decodes this messaging that says that there is a cure for childhood cancer. (laughs) 
hidden deep within the episodes <laughs> of Caillou. Oh but at this point in time, there's no more like television or entertainment and stuff like that. People are all entertained with things that are in their own minds at this point. Okay, so there's no need for television. People don't go watch TV on the couch. They don't go to movie theaters. They don't like listen to music and, and play radios. Like everything that they would need to entertain themselves is within their own minds. So he needs to find a way to access Caillou. So he opens his garage and he gets into his car. Or well, they get into his car. But his car is like a flying car. And he starts flying his car around, following this map that was given to him by the Caillou phenomena. And he reaches an, a gate that says PBS. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and the instructions just say, fast. And he's like, what does that mean? And so he doesn't know what to do. So he just floors it and goes full speed in his flying car right through the gates of PBS right into the event horizon going through a black hole that throws him back in time to 1998 one year after the premiere of Caillou so he is alive and well for season 2 of Caillou so Taylor Swift and Christian Bale now have to live their lives all based around trying to watch Caillou nothing else matters in their life but watching Caillou because even though they're from 3056, childhood cancer is worse than ever. <laughs> and so they need that cure. And so they sit there and they're watching episodes and episodes of Caillou. And they're noticing, because they're so used to watching things in their own minds, that they're seeing like the frames split up differently than normal humans would perceive things. So as opposed to just being like nice smooth motion, they're used to seeing things a lot differently. So now they're noticing each individual frame. And much like in Fight Club, there's individual uh, frames with hidden messages. And so over the 21-year or, uh, yeah, 21-year length of Caillou, they put together this whole, like, message that's basically the formula for how to solve childhood cancer. And so after 2018, the final episode airs. He has the cure for childhood cancer. So he gets back in his car. He looks at his guide map from the Caillou phenomena and he goes and he drives back to the gates of PBS. But this time it's a full blown studio. Okay. And the directions just say fast. (laughs) So he knows what he has to do. But this time right in front of the gate is a whole field trip of children (laughs) visiting the PBS studios. Uh. And he's left with a choice. You ever save the children of the future? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> or murder the children of the past. Oh, it's the trolley car. <laughs> and just as he decides to murder the children of the past, he looks up. And a small bald boy turns and looks over at him, reminding him of his once child, Caillou. And he lets off the gas slowly push in and Taylor Swift says nope she floors it and they go flying through the kids and they run over all the children and they return back to 3056 once they get back Taylor Swift says what are you thinking 
she's like, this was our chance to, to save the children of the future. What's happened's happened. And he's like, what? And they start arguing. And she goes, now we have bad blood. And they end up getting a divorce. Taylor Swift takes that cure and she becomes so famous. And she's actually Taylor Swift in this. So now that she's cured cancer, people like her. And they offer her to sing in the Super Bowl. But she turns it down because she's solving childhood cancer. And Christian Bale is dead. The end. How did Taylor Swift survive to 3056? Uh, she had the cure for adult ailments. So she never dies of old age. She just keeps living. Correct. Oh, okay. Um, what's the name of your movie? Um, Caillou, me, and Dupree. Yes, damn it. <laughs> I was As thinking Caillou by. Robot, like like iRobot, <laughs> oh, Caillou Robot. Caillou um, as directed Dupree. by, please be someone good. Ben Affleck. All right. Be a step up from his previous work. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Um. Wow. That was um. That was, that was something. something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great use of Caillou. I was worried, but you made Caillou essentially the most important part of the movie, which was necessary. Um, nobody would see this because everybody, ha- everybody <laughs> hates Caillou. No one likes Caillou. As soon as Caillou's in, yeah. everybody's out <laughs> on Caillou. All bets are off. Um, was it, did you say Caillou was on for 20 years? Uh, tw- 1997 to 2018. Not new episodes, though. Just, like, running? Uh, like, syndication? I, I think new episodes. That would be insane if that shit... On IMD, according to IMDb, it said 1997 to, two, uh, to 2018, and it doesn't count syndication. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why was Caillou on for so long? <laughs> Caillou's like, my iPhone's freezing. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Just starts pouting again. Ah, that kid's the worst. Um... You know, we had a lot of, like, musical people in these movies as actors. Yeah, we did. Like, a lot. <laughs> like, it was it was a, a very interesting. Um, I like this pitch. I had, I thought that was fun. I liked it, too. Yeah. I, um, it didn't drag. It was your favorite part where they had to decide between murdering children <laughs> or letting children I die. I love the trolley issue, yeah. Yeah. I also, I the thing I didn't like is when you incorporated the Taylor Swift song Bad Blood into it. It's like no one asked for that. <laughs> no one asked for her to be in movies yet. Here we are. I mean, here we are. Yeah. Well, at first, to be fair, everybody's in that uh, Amsterdam a... movie. Like the every she's act. Barely she's barely in it too. About Amsterdam. Why was it. she in The Giver? I forgot about The Giver. She's, she's in, in the a couple. Acts. Don't forget Cats. Yeah. Cats. Lorax, yeah, but she was cats. good in Cats. Okay, we don't we don't mind that. <laughs> she was good in Cats. <laughs> Somebody yeah, had was. to be, I guess. So, um, Joel, do you have any other thoughts on your film? Caillou. All right, fair enough. Um, where do you guys sit in terms of the best one from that round? I think it's got to be between me and Cameron. I agree. I think Cameron's has more heart. I think mine's more entertaining. Um, but I can go. I, I can lean towards Cameron. 
So I'll, I'll vote Cameron for sake of not voting for myself. I was gonna vote for Cameron anyway. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna vote for Joel, so that's okay that I won. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I think Cameron. If I had to watch one of these movies, I'd rather watch Cameron's. Yeah, mine Appreciate would be it. atrocious to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yours. Yeah, my. I I feel like this one, and I feel. I mean, I'm, I think of most of the movies that I I did, I think of all the movies that I did. This one was the most like actual, like an actual movie, like something mm. you might actually see in theaters. Yeah, I think all time, I still think Redline's my favorite thing that I pitched, and that was my very first one that you pitched. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, but no great stuff here. So yeah, we have it's you two tied right each one twice. Yeah, nice. Um, what do you think was the best? pitch of the entirety Overall. of these two episodes i I've got, think i've got them all written down if you need a refresh yeah i think go for it so we have the war category was first and then yep. i i pitched the liam neeson sydney sweeney taken uh prequel uh-huh. um Cameron pitched the Dwayne Johnson and Sean <laughs> Wallace, as he called him, uh, movie about Top Golf in Korea. Uh, yeah, jo- that movie was fucking amazing. <laughs> and, and Joel pitched the the Western movie that was a Mad Max prequel with Miranda Cosgrove and Anne Hathaway. Um, in the second round, the musicals, Cameron pitched Star Wars: The Musical, The Musical. Oh God! Uh, where he had Oscar Isaac playing George Lucas. Joel did uh, the Alicia Vikander, Ryan Gosling, Burning Man movie, where he didn't know what X-ray vision was. <laughs> um, and I did uh, the Kate Blanchett and Tina Fey movie about the making of the Community movie. Uh, Western round seven or the round uh, round three. seven. Yeah, round seven. Yeah. Um, Joel did the Elizabeth Moss and Meghan Markle. Uh, movie of where it takes place at the medieval times restaurant i did the the muppet movie that takes place in during the war of 1812 with bdh that and was Donald our Robert. worst round as a group the and, western and then, it was so hard and then uh yeah cameron did the ellen degeneres selena gomez we destroyed city walk with an earthquake thanks to the <laughs> animaniacs movie um and then this last year western and then this last round i did the the world gets encapsulated by water with rooney mara and alexander daddario Cameron did the Lizzo and Michelle Yao sex scene movie where Lizzo's an alien, and Joel just did the Caillou movie with. Excuse me, I would not like my movie just to be boiled down to the sex scene. Um, I I appreciate my actresses are very talented people. Yes, there is a sex scene in it, but the fact that you're taking a love story and boiling it down to the alien sex scene with multiple antenna is a little degrading. Michelle Yao's used to that. Hey man, I, I didn't pick i didn't write down the wild card vivacious sex scene with the two leads that was That's, not me that did that so yeah who did that um i if i have to pick honestly i made that sound like it's like the worst thing like oh man if someone's holding the gun to me um no it would come down to either the dwayne johnson korea one because i forgot about the freaking top golf element <laughs> Uh, but if I'm being 100% serious, if I'm going to watch any of these, it's going to be the Muppet one. Um, Interesting. I think that one was – I think that was a fantastic, like I, – I, you, you're right, Cameron. That was probably our worst round as a group. But I think that movie is the one I'm most likely to want to watch out of all of these. See, I think 
I think uh, of the movies, I would probably, and this might be biased to say, I think that the Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, war movies is, is hilarious. Um, just the, the, the golf scene is, <laughs> makes it worth it. But I think that, <laughs> r- r- what are you laughing at? Just, I, that scene it's just so it's funny. so funny to think of i know i wanted to see like i would i would pay just to see that scene mm-hmm. uh but i think if we're not cho- if we're choosing one that's not our own i would go with the um the community uh movie yeah, i think that was I, I think that was a good way of do- i think like because it fit the community theme very well mm-hmm. and that if I even I said this in the episode. I feel like if Community was to do a movie, that would honestly probably be the way that they would go a, a way that they would go around doing it. Yeah. Uh, so that that's probably the one I would think would be like a legitimate. Uh, I, I think um, I think Cameron had the best pitch in terms of just pitching an idea with that Top Golf movie, but I don't. I think I pitched the best movie with uh, with the Community movie. That's how I would. That's how I would say. See, and I really liked the community one, but I don't. And maybe I have to go back and listen to it to really think about it. But I feel like I liked the Muppets one better. I like both of them. Like, and I, I, I did enjoyed, like the community. Yeah. One. I enjoyed. Both. And I, I, I enjoyed pitching both of those. I'll say this: I feel like my pitches this time were much better than last time. I would agree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You win the most improved, and I win Thank the. You. What happened? Yeah, Joel had a rough go, um, this round, but. That's, rough that's why we played the game. I feel like I was I was two for four this time. It happened. Two for four. Maybe maybe you could consider the Star Wars one okay, but the Ellen one. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> so like last time, uh, we'll go topic by topic. We'll go one through thirty, uh, reading off all of them, even if they were called. Just read them all off. Um, Cameron, while you were gone, I told Ryan I'm very curious to hear um, because. There were already a few that were called that were not mine that were picked. That were ones that I had written yeah. down. Yeah. So I'm interested to hear what all we came up with. So Cameron, if you wouldn't mind starting I th- with talent I thought we were, one, I thought we were going in number order. Or you know, you're yeah. the first one. Yeah. Too. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Then right. Okay. Um. So this is actor one, right? Yep. All right. Actor one was Kate Blanchett, Dwayne Johnson, Saoirse Ronan, Brendan Fraser, Harrison Ford, Chris Evans, Bryce Dallas Howard, Tom Cruise, Rooney Mara, and Florence Pugh. Nice. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Chris Rock, Anne Hathaway, Margot Nightingale, Donald Glover, Elizabeth Wait, Moss. Who's Margot Nightingale? Uh, you, you, you mean Margot Martindale? Oh, I, yeah, that might be the one. I okay, know. okay. Uh, yeah. Nightingale, sorry. Um, I'm an idiot sometimes. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Mendez, uh, Taylor Swift, Hugh Jackman, and Zendaya. I had Sydney Sweeney, Drake. Quinta Brunson, Kermit, Liam Neeson, John Mulaney, Jim Varney, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ellen DeGeneres, and Lizzo. Wow. So on to talent number two. Okay. All right. So talent two, Anya Taylor-Joy, Donald Glover, Alicia Vikander, Oscar Isaac, Keanu Reeves, Jack Black, Natalie Portman, Andrew Garfield, Michelle Yao, and Emma Stone. Uh, for me, I had Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Sean Wallace, Harry Styles, <laughs> Miranda Cosgrove, Woody Harrelson, Ian Armitage, uh, Demi Lovato, Steve Buscemi, and Sydney Sweeney. Craig Ferguson, Donald Glover, Meghan Markle, 
Russell Crowe, Alexandra Daddario, Harry Styles, Tina Fey, Selena Gomez, Michael Jordan, Jennifer Coolidge. Nice. So now for the settings. The settings. So, these next two will get real yeah, interesting. Yeah, these are really fun. These are really funny. Um, so settings. I had Medieval Times, The Restaurant Experience, New, New York City, Walt Disney World, A Car, In Line at the Cheesecake Factory, On a Working Film Studio, The Olympics, The War of 1812, The Snowy Woods, and The Death Star. I've been to a lot of these. <laughs> I have too. All right. Uh, mine were the Wild Wild West, um, the, the SpaceX Mark's the SpaceX Mars Colony, uh, a soundstage on the WB lot, um, the Twin Towers on September 10th, 2001. Jesus. <laughs> God. <laughs> and when we had the which you were supposed to drink if you chose, that was the one I had. Um, uh, the Burning Man Festival where they actually burn men. Uh, the Queen of England's funeral, um, a cheese factory in Paris, a theme park about serial killers. Olivia Wilde's basement and in IRL Battle Royale. Dang, Olivia Wilde's basement would have been fun. <laughs> I had Top Golf, Challenger Deep, an abandoned Circuit City, City Walk, The Oscars, Red Lobster, Stuck on a Ferris Wheel, <laughs> 1920 Paris, NORAD, and Yosemite National Park. Nice. Nice. <clears throat> All right. Now for the real good fun ones. Yeah. The wild cards. Okay. Ryan. So, based on a true story, one actor plays two roles, a Muppet movie, a talking animal sidekick, include one MCU character. Oh, thank God we didn't do that one. Post-apocalyptic. There's minions in it. Oh. This movie is actually Paul Blart 3. Halloween. And pitch it as a TV series. <clears throat> Interesting. All right. Um, uh, it features the complete Taylor Swift discography. Go a ahead. water bottle that never runs out. A vivacious sex scene between the two leads. <laughs> One of the characters has to walk backwards the entire time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a genie lamp. Um, it's a horror movie with 27 feet. Uh, the world is flat. One of the characters has. I don't know if that says it's crossed out. We did it. <laughs> what? I don't know. Hold what on. I, I Hold on. One of the characters has X-ray vision. That's what it is. Yes, thank you. I scribbled uh, it out. Oh, you said. I thought you said one of the characters has, and then you said we did it. Like that's what you wrote. <laughs> no. I was like, huh? Um, okay. Uh, they go back in time to make La La Land win the Oscar instead of Moonlight. Oh jeez! Um, and then they're they're voiced by the act they're voiced by actors by play but played by children. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, a multiverse movie, a love triangle involving Cameron. Caillou <laughs> oh, is man. a major plot point. <laughs> Product placement of Manscaped. One main character only speaks Spanish. A Dean Pelton cameo. A natural disaster. Every character is a Cheeto. <laughs> um, must involve martial arts and the main characters switch bodies. Uh, yeah, I really wanted the the Cameron Love Triangle one to come up. Oh, that's wild. a shame. Depending, depending on who they made, like imagine if that was the wild card for the the Lizzo Michelle Yao. One. Oh my god, that would have. I was crazy. hoping it would be 
I mean, if it worked, if Taylor Swift's Zendaya, that would have been whew, one heck of a one heck of a movie. <laughs> Can you make that sound again? Whew. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be pulling. We'll pull that clip. Yeah. Uh, guys, that's Pitchapalooza two. <laughs> Children, round of applause for Pitchapalooza two. Um, that was a lot of fun. I mean, Pitch Blues is never gonna get old. Yeah, we, we like. Um, I know we've said it before. We really should do it more often. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maybe we will. Who and knows? I think, and I think too, like one of the best things about it is it's like there are just so many potential options. I'm sure we each had a handful of like picks on our lists that we had at previous times, or like maybe someone else had. But it's like every year you've got new actors that are up and coming and new musical artists and you know world events and like things like that that happen that's like oh i have to include this and stuff so it's like it's constantly changing it'll never really get old you know right so um that said do you guys have anything you want to add before we close this out it'll never get old just like caillou uh support your local movie theater (laughs) support your local movie theater. watch movies watch movies uh don't forget your pets spayed and neutered folks you can find us at refund pod on all the socials socials all the socials, give us some love there. Throw some five stars at us over on Spotify. You can review on Spotify. Don't forget that. Other than that, folks, next week we're going to be doing – So we're really excited about that one, so definitely stay tuned because that one's going to be a lot of fun. Other than that, folks, thank you so much for joining us for this two-part Pitch of Palooza. I hope you enjoyed this special midweek release, and we will see you folks next time.